A big football chat today as we preview <laughs> two massive deciders. One here, one abroad. It's Thursday, the 3rd of May. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. Yeah, the A-League Grand Final is this Saturday night in Newcastle. Uh, And then, of course, we turn our attention to the Champions League Finals series. Uh, So to help me go through both of these uh, mammoth events, we've got uh, Fox Football's Adam Peacock, uh, of course, uh, who you uh, would be familiar with on the Fox Football screens, and Fox Football's Jake Rosengarten, who you would be familiar through our digital channels. Welcome, Jake. G'day, thanks for having me again. Uh, indeed, thank you both for joining us today. Uh, A-League, European Champions League, uh, it's all happening. The deciders, they're fastly approaching. Where do you want to start? Well, we've got Europa League thrown in tomorrow morning. Yeah. Jake, you're getting up at 100 o'clock again to watch um, that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I'll be in quite as early as this morning. Uh, so, yeah, you start, so you started today at 4.30, I Yesterday believe. and today, the big 4.30 double. Wow, Loving a bit of Champions League mornings. I mean, look, there's, there's worse things uh, that can start your morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's worse things to be doing at 4.30 in the morning, Jake, as a young man. Exactly. As well. exactly. so, no comment, no comment. Um, and we've got the World Cup just around the corner. It's a, it's a wonderful, feel. it's a wonderful time of year to be a football fan because the yeah. games mean so much. Exactly. Europa League, Champions yeah. League, A-League, and then the World Cup will swing around. But the A-League probably is the focus for us, especially in this building, because it's a huge yep. event on Saturday night. And yep. we're all looking forward to it. It's got these little storylines that have gone bubbling along through the week, which you need in grand final week, which is good. And the two coaches will have their press conference tomorrow. Mm. And th- it's not exactly a mutual admiration society between uh, Ernie, Ernie Merrick and Kevin Musket. There's a bit there. Um, but for those gonna... playing at home, Newcastle Jets v yep. Melbourne Victory. And if, uh, yeah, those two don't exactly see eye to eye, given that they used to be uh, master and apprentice at Melbourne Victory, Kevin Musket, on-field coach, basically, for Melbourne Victory when they won two titles yes. in the 2000s. But, yeah, they'll they'll sit, they'll have separate press conferences tomorrow, which is a bit of a disappointment. Oh, First time ever. But that's the way, that's the way they're doing it. And, um, but Why yeah. is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a request. Certainly, I spoke to Newcastle. They said it wasn't a request from them. I dare say Melbourne Victory as well. Look, Kevin Musket and Ernie Merrick, when it comes down to it, Jake, I dare say that they'll say... Okay, yeah, the, the, I can see the the coaching angle here, but it's about the players. So maybe they just wanted to just let it be and make it about the players, which it has been pretty much all week. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's some good storylines amongst the players, even. Mm. Anyway, some interesting things. I mean, injury news, and there's, I mean, obviously there's there was news about Theo Harris this morning, even that was filtering through. Yeah, um, and um, he probably won't play. No, yeah, they reckon he's uh, limped out of training this morning. So yeah. he's, uh, oh, I mean, for. Obviously, young young star probably wouldn't have started anyway with a with a star studded victory front three. But he's been a he's been a star off the bench. He's yeah. been, especially in those Asian Champions League games, he really really looks something. Yeah, it, he'll cut at their depth though. So you, you've lost um, one replacement in Stefan Negro. He'll start the game because Reese Williams won't play, and now you lost Christian Theo Harris. So yeah, that, that depth is is um, is being tested, especially after a like 135 minutes it ended up being on, on last Saturday night. That must yeah. have had some physical effect, uh, residual effect this week for the preparation for Melbourne victory. Yeah, okay. We finally had a chance to catch our breath 
following uh, a ridiculous semi-final uh, weekend. Of course, Adam Peacock and the gang got everyone up to date on the Fox Football podcast on Monday. Uh, but as we move forward, Adam, just how in the world have, uh, have, has this Newcastle Jets side pulled off a rags to riches, Ooh. bottom of the ladder one year, uh, to hosting a grand final the next year? How has this happened? Uh, a list, a long list of things that have gone right, essentially, starting with the right CEO, Laurie McKenna. He's come in and gone, right, I know how to fix this club. Let's bring the club together. Let's make it a community-based club. Let's get the small businesses in Newcastle behind us. Let's get the football playing public in Newcastle behind us. Steps were taken last year to, to, to start that, and it's obviously rolled on. Get the right coach, because as much as you want the, the community behind you, if they're not winning games, they won't come and watch. Mm. Simple. They'll, yeah. they'll find other yeah. things to do with their spare time. So get the right coach. Ernie Merrick, attacking-minded coach. Was he washed up? Eh, not sure, but Laurie McKinnon was very confident that he'd be the right man. Right recruits, always yeah. key in A-League. Right recruits, right profile of young players already at the club to mix with those recruits. And even though they've copped a blow with Andrew Naboot leaving, they've copped blows with uh, Nigel Bogard missing games through a broken leg, but he's back now. Uh, Ronnie Vargas snapping his leg nearly off at the ankle bone earlier in the season. He's come back. Even with all of that, they've been managed to turn it around. Off-field, they've got their players right. Their sports science side of things is is spot on for the A-League. And all those things have gone right, and it's culminated in them um, doing it. It sounds simple. It's not simple, but in theory... The theory side of it, well, I don't know why more clubs don't try it in terms of garnering the support, getting the right appointment and putting everything into recruitment and keeping the best players on the pitch. Well, it really has been, um, I mean, the Newcastle Jets story has really been, it's been phenomenal. Mm. And it's, it is definitely something for mm. other clubs to learn from. I think, especially this week, looking at the way, for me, looking at the way Laurie McKenna has especially approached the media and approached the way that they're sort of... The tickets issue as well. Yeah, of course. And he's he's open and he's... He's all about the fans and, and the community getting around the club and then being transparent and everyone knowing what's going on in your football club. And I think that is a perfect example to other A-League clubs and football clubs in general of how to conduct your business. Yeah, it's, it's logic. It's, it's common sense and it's logic that, Ernie, um, that Laurie McKenna abides by most of the time is that they don't want to keep... There's things that remain in the football club, which is fair enough, but the things that the fans want to hear, be it good or bad, They'll hear, and uh, yeah. Laurie will bend over backwards. The tickets um, situation this week where a lot of members missed out, he's bending over backwards to try and source other tickets from other clubs that they don't use as part of their allocation that they automatically get through the FFA for grand final week. They've got upwards between 500 and 1,000 tickets they've sourced out of that that they'll get straight to their members that their members can purchase and get into the game and see the team that they love. So it's, it's just little instances like that that you realise that a guy like Laurie McKenna is a perfect fit for a club that needed a perfect fit yeah, because they yeah. had such a barren run over a very long time. I think what makes the story even better uh, for Newcastle, as you said, uh, this great um, a- appealing attacking style of football that they've been able to execute mm. throughout the entire season because when you compare it to other codes at the moment, you've got everyone in the NRL community complaining about penalties and the CEO having to come out and say, talk the game up. In the AFL, we're talking about the state of the game as well and how congested it is in and around the stoppage. And here's this Newcastle Jets team. And I think anyone that supports any sporting team uh, in the world can relate to the fact that if your team goes on to win a premiership in any kind of thing, that's a bonus. What we really want is is 
is my team or your team or our team to play an entertaining brand of football? Mm. And the Jets have been able to do that pretty much the entire season. Yeah, I'd say they've been they've been phenomenal to watch all year long. Yeah. Like I mean, you've got your, your Dimitri Petratos. You obviously had your Naboot and him picking up the uh, Goal of the Year award the other night at the Dolan Warren Awards with what a goal that was. And which we nearly scribbled the name out and gave to Riley, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was competitive. It was regular season only, Premiership race only, and just. The, just the way they've gone about their football. and I mean, from from the word go, they were obviously coming from a season where they were wooden spooners and they were underdogs. And they've from the word go, they hit the ground running and they've, they've played this style of football that has endeared them. And everyone, mm. I can tell you, everyone who doesn't support Melbourne Victory just about is, is cheering for the Newcastle Jets. Look, the, the way they play is, is summed up as such if you haven't seen them play this season. They win the ball and they get the ball forward as quick as they can to their most dangerous players when they're in the most space available. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty simple formula just yeah. don't yeah. piss fart around with it basically don't have possession for possessions sake when you've got it do something with it and that's how in america set this team up and it's worked ever so well and i can't believe just for two seconds this riley mcgree stuff about accidentally scoring this no. goal no the ball is there and he has kicked it he's intentionally tried to kick it it's behind him. What else is he trying to do? Oh, he said it Seriously. himself. He said, you've got you to try it to score it. It's, exactly. It's, it's like a, a hole-in-one golf or a basketballer in the final point one of a second before the half. He's got his back to the basket and he's 120 feet away down the other end of the court and he just hoiks it over his, over his head in the off chance that it might go and it goes in. Mm. Is it a fluke? Well, it looks like a fluke, but he's... What's he trying to do? What else is he trying to do? <laughs> he's trying to do. A lot of people said, "Oh, he's trying to just flick it over." He said, "No, you have a look at the movement of his boot and the the force that at the very last second he put behind into his leg to try and do." Yeah, he he was trying he's to just, do what he did. Yeah, he's just having a stab at it. I was in Gawler yesterday. I went to Gawler, his hometown, ah. with and met his old man and his sister and his brother and his old coach and the never guess what the local papers called in Gawler, the Gawler Crawler. Gawler Crawler, no? <sighs> Have a go, Phil. You got something for me? Uh, Country Town newspaper? <sighs> no, I'm at a loss here. The Gawler Bunyip. It's <laughs> even better than my suggestion. Gawler I'm, Bunyip. I'm glad I didn't try and have a go. <laughs> yeah, because um, you wouldn't have got that? No. no, um, no. Caught up with the guys from the Gawler Bunyip and went down to his local club and got the kids who play at Gawler Eagles now to, to try it. No one went close, at least of me. <laughs> well, they were saying... In, Bogart said the other day in his press conference, they said, we've, we've been trying in training and not even yeah. Riley can do it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, no. Well, if, and, and I reckon the only people that would be staunchly uh, coming out and saying it was a fluke and it was an accident are his siblings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even them, his, his big sister, you know, the big sister mentality, um, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy for him and everything. His, his younger brother, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was great that he did it, but yeah, I'll, I'll still beat him up because he's bigger than him. His younger brother. So um, no, it was, no, it was good. great, good family, and um, you'll see that in the pregame show on, yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going to need your tips. So we're ex- so thirty thousand is how many McDonald's Jones Stadium sits uh, this Saturday night. Uh, Jets v Victory. Uh, who do you like and why? Um, Hart says. You can't go past the story that is Newcastle. We all have romanticism in, in sport and any walk of life, really. Mm. Uh, so I can't go past Newcastle in that sense. But Head is actually turning towards Newcastle as well. By virtue of the fact that Victory have those 
two injuries, and and it does test their depth. They don't have the deepest, deepest squad. Even though they've brought on a lot of, lot of kids through the Champions League, maybe they can play a role, and that experience will prove invaluable. But just, just the way that Newcastle are riding, and they've been so good at home this season when they've been at their best. They've had their issues. The, the Melbourne City turned them over, but that was when they were cruising. I just think Newcastle, the way that they played in that last half an hour, will carry it on last Friday night in the uh, semi-final against Melbourne City when they beat them 2-1. That last half hour will carry on for the 90 minutes and uh, they'll get it done in the grand final. Um, yeah, I think that, that home crowd's definitely a big lift for the Jets. There are a few, actually, stats that, that carry along that that, uh, that train of thought to uh, to pick the Jets and to, to get around them. And I think there's the, the big one for me is that in their last 12 visits to McDonald Jones Stadium, Victory have won once. Wow. In their last 12. That's a great start. Um, yeah. And the other one is... Victory, actually, funnily enough, in their five grand final appearances, having won three, the other two have gone to penalties. Yeah, yeah. So, victory are not easy beats in the grand no. final. Oh, <laughs> by, sure. by any stretch, they've yeah, got a guy yeah. called uh, Bess Up Risha who knows a thing or two about playing finals games. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, um, yeah, and I suppose we should finish this, this discussion by apologising to victory fans for spending all our time <laughs> chatting about the Jets. But look, mm. we are journalists and we follow the great stories. Victory have been there plenty of times before, I think, what the Jets have achieved this season uh, deserves our attention. Let's move on. The Champions League. We know who's in the final now. It's Liverpool v Real Madrid. And there are some great uh, subplots here as well with Jurgen Klopp up against Zinedine Zidane. Uh, two uh, former players that we've probably spent most of our lives watching as footballers. Mm. Um, and then... Zidane more than Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah Klopp was just a guy in the Bundesliga. <laughs> but, uh, Zidane was, yeah, yeah, as good a well, better player than he was a coach. Exactly. He's already won two Champions League. So ne- never been knocked out of the Champions League in three seasons as Yeah, a coach. that's, that's <laughs> crazy. And then, obvi- and then Mo Salah up against Cristiano Ronaldo. It's more like Salah's just going to go out there and be awesome. But... Uh, uh, Ronaldo, he, he'll probably have a bit of that sort of uh, LeBron James thing going on when he he just wants to go out there and, and um, find motivation to prove that he's better than, than yeah. Mo in this situation. Mm. Well, to be fair, the, the Champions League this season and, and a lot of seasons past, Ronaldo just sort of decides when he scores <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. And he, he, he is a game changer and he switches it on, he switches it off, he scores goals, he holds just about every record there is in the tournament. Like, yeah. it's, mm. it's, a, it's a phenomenal turn of events to be honest with you it's beautifully set up I mean two of the most historic clubs in all of football world football Liverpool with its enormous supporter base throughout the whole world and and Real Madrid as well commercially both of them are probably in the top five I'd say in terms of um, commercial output you put it would be up there. Manchester United. Arsenal would probably be ahead of them. Arsenal around there and Mm -hmm. definitely Barcelona maybe say Juventus yeah um, given how big they are Um, but yeah it's weird as well because you can see the failings of both sides, but their strengths outweigh them. Um, so they are gettable, both sides. But the way that they've made it is just by having the big, being better in the bigger moments all the way through, which is usually the case in the Champions League or any cup knockout competition. But at their best, they are both irresistible to watch. So hopefully in Kiev, in a couple of weeks' time, we get the situation where both play their best. One doesn't have an off night because otherwise it could get quite oh, ugly for either yeah. side. Yeah. But if, if both play at their absolute peak or near to their peak, it, it's going to be potentially, because because of the attacking prowess of both sides, both sides aren't really known for their 
defensive capabilities, um, it could end up being one of the greatest Champions League finals we've ever seen. And yes. Jake, can you provide a, a just a, a quick overview of how these t- two sides uh, both got here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> a lot of people are still questioning Real's uh, credentials somehow, even though they've surpassed, so they've beaten PSG. They've beaten Juve, and now they've beaten Bayern. Yeah, yeah. Spurs, yeah. Dortmund, and who else in their group? One other that was a, 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 was yeah, a it was really a tough, tough group. group. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't remember. Just heavyweight after but heavyweight. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, yeah. people still continue to question their right to be there. I mean, they're obviously back-to-back champions vying for a third a third consecutive title. and it's um, they, they have really shown, especially in these two legs against Bayern, they've really shown some defensive issues. Yeah. Bayern... Dominated both legs, created lots and lots of chances, just couldn't find the killer blow. Um, and then on the other hand, you got Liverpool, who have come through. They had a, in their in their group. It was uh, Sevilla, and the other two were, uh, evade me right now. But yeah. quarterfinals, all good. Um, they had Porto, and then they've obviously just gotten past Roma, uh, Roma as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and again, it was it was a uh, first leg. Liverpool come out play classic Liverpool football, what they've done throughout Europe this year. Obviously, they put five goals on on Porto in the quarterfinal in quick succession in the first leg. And again, they did it against Roma. 33 minutes, I believe it was, their, fir- their first five goals in the first leg. Yeah. Obviously, Roma got a couple back at the end of the first leg, made it a bit of a bit of a contest of things this morning. 13 goals over the two legs. Someone said it's the most semifinal record. Yeah. Most ever. Goals. And Liverpool have now actually scored 46 goals in Europe this year, which is more than any other team have ever scored in a European campaign. So wow. Wait, is that across all... In a, in a Champions League in campaign? The... That includes qualifiers, yeah, wow. but I mean, the record before this stood at 44, and it was by Barcelona, who had actually played two more games to where Liverpool have played now. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty it's, impressive. It's a, it's a seriously impressive run, and actually, similarly to the Jets, they're built, built on... They're an attacking Rolls-Royce. They, they push forward. Mm. They win the... They win the ball in midfield. They push forward. I mean, today was a their first goal this morning was a was a great example of just how good Liverpool are at counter-attacking football. Radion Ingolan turns the ball over, Firmino pounces, moves forward, hits Mane, goal. Yeah, yeah, yep. Do we know uh, what the draw looks like, or do we have to wait a couple of days until that's kind of announced? Where's the first leg going to be? No, no, it's a it's a one, a one leg final, one off final, yep. one off final. Kiev, Ukraine. Yep, twenty seventh okay. of May, Australian time in yeah. the morning. Yeah, right. Very interesting. Is we it, look forward to that. It's still the that. Saturday. It's a Sunday morning our time, is it? Yeah, they're, they're going so. with that Saturday night. Yeah, I believe so. Bummer. I liked it when it was midweek. <laughs> yeah. So much else going on. Ruined your weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, not if you're in it. If your <laughs> team's in it, but yeah, it's a. It is a must-watch. It, it is seriously yeah, yeah. a must-watch and uh, one to look forward to. I think that's the weekend the French Open gets underway as well. So okay, there you go. On. Yeah, plenty going on. Are you, are you going over there for the French? Uh, no, I'll be here. For no. the French. You always get sent for the Wimbledon though, right? We're going for Wimbledon. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've got the World Cup Wimbledon double. That's one of the best gigs going to Wimbledon each year, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, you we, must be pretty... You do it tough, that. don't you, mate? We yeah. work hard. <laughs> we do work hard. I seriously, we work hard. I'm not saying we don't play hard, but we work hard. <laughs> Actually, Sam Stozer just won a few games. It must be uh, clay time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's on the clay, so she's happy again. So, yeah, uh, not expecting too much of the Aussies at the French, but... Certainly, uh, come Wimbledon, Kyrgios, if he's anywhere near fit, he, he could be a danger. Yeah, for sure. Okay, who do you like and why in this uh, Champions League decider? As a Liverpool fan, oh, I'm wow. going to have to back Here the we boys. Go. <laughs> I'm going to have to get around yeah. them. I'm going to tip Liverpool purely because I don't see Real keeping out Salah Firmino and Mane. I just don't see it happening. They've, okay. they've shown defensive weaknesses, and I think they'll exploit them. Real Madrid, 7-1. 
<laughs> no. Uh, I'd want to be on the over-unders if there's goals, like a four-and-a-half line, because I think there'll be goals galore. Oh, yeah. Real Madrid just, given they know the moment, but, I mean, there's a couple of weeks for the before the final, so funny mm. things can happen with players. Players are going to be going through games, like, really looking after themselves. Exactly, Not yeah. to... Because there's nothing that either side can do. Real Madrid can't win the Spanish League. Barcelona's already won it. Liverpool can finish top four. They're going to finish top four, aren't they? They're not going to miss out Big on that. game against Chelsea this weekend. Big game against Chelsea. So they get through that, and then the players go, okay, well, there's only one domestic game left after that. But, yeah, it, it's a it's a weird time for players. Mm. It's, it's almost a whole month before this final, and they yeah. know that that's the be-all and end-all, and they've got a bit to go before that. But if everyone's fit, everyone's firing, I still just favour Real Madrid. Okay. Very interesting, boys. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, of course, Thank you, you can catch Adam Peacock uh, every Monday on the Fox Football Podcast. Uh, is that going to continue over the World Cup? No, nope, because I won't be here. I'll be at the World Cup. Oh, indeed, you will be. <laughs> is that all right? Maybe you can record <laughs> from over there for us. Well, you can do, give us a phone call. I can't promise you that I'm going to wake up. <laughs> or can't po- promise that I'm going to be coherent. It's more to the point. But uh, we'll do the... They do enjoy their vodka in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> As the locals do, uh, I'll we'll be back on Monday probably for the season finale of the the pod. Yeah, okay, very uh, nice. In its current form, very nice. Thank you very much, boys. Uh, you can ca- uh, catch all of Jake's work on the Fox Sports website as well. Uh, that'll do us today on this edition of the Splash. A reminder that the A League Grand Final is this Saturday night in Newcastle. Uh, the Jets hosting the victory. Cannot wait for that. That's a wrap. <laughs>